Praise the Lord. How is everybody tonight? Welcome to Wednesday night service. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, we are going to have a phenomenal time tonight. Pastor's bringing the word, and it's just always a good night when you are in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen tonight? Amen. Well, we're going to go ahead and speak some words of faith over our United States of America. So can we stand up together tonight? We will stand up as a sign of faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. And we did this all of last year. And I know uh, that it's having an effect in the name of Jesus. And we're going to do it all of this year. So let's go ahead and say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness... Mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord some praise tonight. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. You may be seated. Hey, we got a few announcements going on here. We had a really busy December, but it was awesome. And I just love looking back at the pictures of all the different Christmas events and everybody getting involved. And of course, New Year's was awesome. So, uh, we're in January and we still got some great stuff going on. So, uh, first of all, I want to remind you that, hey, the monthly bulletins are back. Yes. And so we hadn't done that for nearly two years now, but, uh, each month we will have a printed version of the bulletins. Now, some of us prefer all digital. So Josh and I have, we've had this discussion a bunch, but apparently a lot of people do like a printed thing. Do you, do you like printed things still somebody? Okay. That's good. All right. Very good. So we will give you a printed bulletin every month and uh, you have something in writing and that helps. All right. Also, we want to remind you that the 2020 22 calendars are here, and I want to make sure everybody gets one. They're at the info booth, and they are free 99. So if you're like, well, I don't think I can fork it up, hey, it's for you. This is your deal that you've been looking for. You need a great one. In fact, I just mailed one out yesterday to Virginia, and uh, the, the state of Virginia, not our church member Virginia, to uh, Alexis's mom. She requested one on the live stream, so I was like, hey, She's getting one out there because she's a faithful church member, even though she's a couple thousand miles away. So we appreciate her online. All right. Uh, Next thing, the women's meeting is coming up Friday, January 14th at 630. And so, ladies, this is your chance. And, in fact, I decided I was so excited for your meeting that I included a cute emoji. And so some of the, the announcement slides will have a specific emoji for your event. But this is for the Ladies Thing Friday. And the topic is going to be help for young mothers. Help for young mothers. And Mrs. Pastor and uh, some of the seasoned ladies will be giving wisdom and advice on uh, on uh, motherhood for uh, those that are in that stage. And it'll be awesome. All right? And it'll be a soup and salad dinner. So bring a soup and salad to share. And after that, another great event for the young wives and moms. All right. So two weeks in a row for them. It's going to be Saturday, the 22nd at 11 at Jenny's, the restaurant. And uh, it's no kids. So we're just trying to get you some mommy time and uh, time to fellowship and be together and, uh, and, and encourage each other. So that's Saturday, the 22nd at 11. 
then the next one is membership class is coming up on uh, Sunday, January 23rd. Sunday, January 23rd at from 4 to 7 p.m. In fact, I'm going to pass this sign-up sheet around uh, because we want to make sure everybody gets a chance to sign up. So uh, if you have been here for a while and you're like, well, you know, it's time that I just make it official, we want you to put a ring on the finger, okay? If you're like, I've been dating High Desert Word Center, but now I'm committed, put a ring on that finger, and uh, and we will go through membership class together, and um, I teach that class, and we go over some of the uh, just main doctrines of the church and some of the church history, and give you a good foundation of what it's all about around here. So, praise the Lord for that. All right, well, that's all the announcements that I have tonight, but who knows what time it is now. Happy time. Yes, it's happy time, and God absolutely loves a cheerful giver. So if you need an envelope, raise your hand, and the ushers are going to get you one. And if you're giving online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. We're going to look in our Bibles tonight at 1 Timothy chapter 6. Yes, 1 Timothy chapter 6. And verse 10, I'll be in the NLT here, 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10. And here's a verse that a lot of people are familiar with. And I don't, I haven't, I haven't used it for offering that many times, but it applies. So 1 Timothy chapter 6, and we're going to look here at verse 10 in the NLT. And of course the apostle Paul wrote 1 Timothy, but he says this, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, Craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And I mean, my gosh, you could go a whole lot of directions uh, with that verse, but check it out. We know this much that it doesn't say that money is the root of all evil, but it does say the love of money is the root of all evil. And I can tell you, I like money. I mean, we all should at least like it, but I do not love money. When you love something, you'll do anything for it, right? You'll do anything to get it, to obtain it, to have it. And if you love money, I mean, you'll lie, cheat, steal. You would even not tithe to God. You would disobey God's word because you just loved money even more than obedience to the word of God. And Jesus himself said in the book of John that if you love me... You'll obey my commandments. If you love me, you'll obey me. And what is something that the word of God says regarding money? Well, it says bring all the tithe into the storehouse. If I love Jesus, I love him enough to obey his word. And so check it out. I love Jesus a lot more than I even like money. And so, yes, tithing is not an issue because I have my love for Jesus. And again, it says it's the root of all kinds of evil. And and so many have wandered from the true faith over this love for money. And it says they have pierced themselves with many sorrows. And I'm telling you what, I don't want pierced with anything. All right. But I especially don't want pierced with many sorrows. So I love Jesus and I love his word and I love obeying him. So, yeah, I'm going to obey him even with my finances. Can I get an amen tonight? All right. Let's stand up together and we are going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. And as you give and as you bring your your tithe and your offering, man, do it by faith. Be excited about it and speak these words and say it like you mean it because we do everything by faith.
faith. All right, let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. Feel free to sing with us up at the altar. The King of all creation set aside His crown. A servant to the Father's love descended from His throne above. Author of salvation, giver of new life. Crucified to pay for sin, our righteousness is in the name of Jesus. Every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. All things of this earth belong to you forever. You Resurrection, a conqueror of death, a ruler over everything, the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is Jesus. Every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. Belong to you forever, you will reign. Let's sing highly exalted. Highly exalted is the name of Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth declare all praise to Jesus Christ. Highly exalted is the name. Of Jesus Christ, heaven and earth declare all for sing his name to Jesus. Every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. All things of this earth belong to you forever. You Jesus, every heart and tongue confess your name above all names. All things of this earth belong to you forever. 
Make this our prayer. Let us become. Now let us become more aware of your presence. Now let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become. 
song we're singing, we know that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God, that's everywhere all the time, that lives in the heart of believers, is where our strength comes from, our revelation of your word comes from, the Holy Spirit in us, Lord, he's the one that empowers us, strengthens us, gives us life, and we thank you tonight. And as we're here in this service, some people watching online, that the Holy Spirit that speaks through me tonight is the same one that's in the hearts of all the people listening. And the things you've told me will bear witness with them. And Lord, I want to thank you that we're all receiving greater revelation and understanding and putting into practice the things your word teaches us about healing and about health. Father, we want to thank you that not only is it your will for us to be healed, but it's your will for us to take healing to other people too and lay hands on them and pray over them and help them receive what we've been blessed with. So we thank you tonight, Lord. We're all going to learn, we're all going to receive, and we're all going to take with us to other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Guess what I'm going to teach you on tonight? Again. Why am I teaching it again? Look at the sanctuary. <laughs> Just look at your family and friends, all the people been affected right now by all the things going around. And uh, it's not the will of God. It's his will for us to be healed and to walk in divine health and take it to others. I want to show you a book out of the bookstore called God's Word, A Never-Ending Remedy. Talk about God's medicine. We're going to be talking about the Bible tonight. But we have books in the store, in the bookstore on on healing, and a lot of them, and getting a lot more back in again to get refreshed, because people have been buying these 
find these books like hotcakes. They have people need it, want to take it to others. And uh, our church is a, we're a word of faith church. And our, our mission, our vision is to equip God's people, God's families for victorious Christian living. And I'll tell you what, it's not all about money or popularity. It's about living for Jesus, seeing his word, his covenant, work in our lives and demonstrate to others. And when you're putting him first to do what he wants you to do, you have money, you have things, you have favor. But a big one we're talking about tonight is the healing part. I mean, we as believers have to change our thinking. I heard Brother Copeland say years and years ago, it's always stuck with me. Our mindset can't be that we're the sick trying to get healed. 1 Peter 2.24, Isaiah 53, Matthew 8 says he already healed us 2,000 years ago. We are the healed, and Satan's trying to make us sick. He's trying to take our healing. We're already healed, according to God's word. We're not the sick trying to get healed. We're the healed, and Satan wants to steal that from us. How many know that John 10.10 says he's a thief? Come to steal, kill, and destroy. And, you know, I'm just... This, this is not my notes. I'm just saying they come down my heart. First Peter 2.24 says he already took our sins and he took our sicknesses. If he took, us, if he took our sins, are we a bunch of old sinners trying to get saved? No, we've been saved by grace. We are saved. We're not trying to get it. We've got it. And so we have to change our thinking around from the Word of God and only the Word of God and a diligent study of the Word of God. Being serious about a person that studies the Word of God on healing, because that's what we're talking about. And that's what that's what's so prevalent right now that people need to get a hold of. We need to be serious about studying about healing, and let the Holy Spirit give the revelation to us. And you know, years ago, I saw it this way. I heard somebody teach on it one time. It's always ministered to me. Most of the time in the Bible, even faith people always see themselves as the woman with the issue of blood, and doesn't see themselves as the one that's the carrier of the anointing. Jesus had anointing. And then when Jesus went to heaven and gave us the Holy Ghost, he said, the same anointing I've got, I give to you. He said, you lay hands on the sick, sin recover. And so many times when I'm studying things in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about Jesus healing people, I don't identify as a sick person needing it. I identify as the one full of Jesus that's given it. That would absolutely revolutionize your thinking if you quit identifying on the needing side all the time as the given side. And then, you know, you think about the spiritual law. Luke 6.38, we use it about money and offerings. Luke 6.38 says, give it, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shake, get it right over, etc. And so whatever you give, you receive back multiplied. And so if you're a person that becomes conscious of laying hands on the sick and praying for the sick, Guess what's going to be multiplied back to you? God's going to fill you back up with anointing. And when that anointing flows through you to get to them, some of it's about to stick to you. That's fresh stuff. When anointing flows through you, some of it's got to stick on you too. I mean, we get our, we get our own, but why, why does God need to anoint somebody with a lot of anointing if all they are is hoarders? Oh, God, anoint me, anoint me, anoint me. What for? So I sit there and push the remote control better and easier to see the TV better. No, God's not going to anoint you. Just do all kinds of pleasure things. He will anoint you for life. 
But the more you give what you've got, the more the anointing will come to you because God sees you're a vessel. Amen? Amen. So tonight we're going to be talking about how to receive and how to keep your healing. We've talked about this subject in a dozen different ways. And this morning I got up having, having time with the Lord in a lot of areas. And uh, Mr. Pastor asked me what I was going to teach on. I thought, you know, I thought for sure when I... Uh, when I shut off my part of just my believer's time with Jesus to my preacher's time, so he wants to feed the people, I thought for sure some of what I've been blessed with this morning I'd share tonight. So I said, okay, Lord, I've shifted gears now. What do you want me to teach the people tonight immediately? Healing, healing, healing. And I come in again tonight, and I look again tonight at the church and things going on, and then the, uh, the phone calls, texts, and things I hear from the different things going on, the church members plus people's families around the nation, we are at a time that Christians need to be Christians and know what belongs to them and know how to use it. Has anybody got an amen on that? Amen. How many here believe that healing is the absolute will of God? Amen. How many believe that God wants to use you? Amen. Okay, so how to receive and keep your healing tonight? I thought Pastor Dave was going to get into my, my main verse tonight. Go to First Timothy chapter 6. He, he was in verse 10, and I was so glad he didn't go two more verses and get on mine too much. But at least he, he started in the same direction, so the Holy Spirit is in 1 Timothy chapter 6 tonight. We're going to look at verse 12, 1 Timothy six twelve, And this verse has everything to do with how to receive. Well, that's going really good, man. We're getting up there now. How to, how to receive. And how to keep. How many know it's one thing to receive something, another thing to keep it? You know, I, I think about the money thing. And I'm not going to get on a bunny trail because our time's limited. But I think about that. You know, there's a lot of uh, different governments that think the best way to help people is give them money all the time. And that's how you help give money all the time so they don't know what to do to be able to make their own way in life. And how many know that most places that try that just hurts people more than helps them? And, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, oh, bunny drills, ugh. But, but this, this will help you about the healing area, about learning how these things work. I'd never been around uh, Indian reservations my whole life until I came to California. All that was just something in history books and things out there. Well, my first year in California, I went to a couple different Indian reservations with people. I couldn't believe the shape of what some of the people were in because their whole lives they'd been totally taken care of and just couldn't leave. They just had to have everything given to them. They didn't have any initiative to do anything. And so we as Christians, we need to have the initiative to dig into the Word of God so we take a gift to somebody else. And not just all the time, no matter how old you are, the Lord have to call the prayer line, have to call the prayer line, have to call the prayer line. There needs to be a gear shift, a mind shift some point in time where you get cards printed up yourself if you have to, put your phone number uh, into people's phones. Hey, put this in your contact list. If you ever need prayer, call me. Ever need prayer, call me. And when you say that to them, you might feel like the biggest loser in the world, thinking, man, what could I, have, what could I ever offer anybody, man? I'm sick all the time. I'm hurting all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we as, we as faith preachers, you don't know how many times we come to church feel like a bigger loser than anybody in the whole church. But we come in here because we know we're not going by feelings. We're not going by emotions. We're not going by what we think. We're going by the Word of God. As a pastor, as a man of God, as a Bible teacher, if God says you're called, you're gifted, you're anointed, then you're called, you're gifted, you're anointed. That's the way it is, period. As a believer, if God tells you 
as Jesus did in Mark chapter 16, said, you preach the gospel to every creature. Talk to believers, not just preachers. You preach the gospel. You cast out devils. You lay hands on the sick. That if God tells you you lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, you can lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, not because you feel so well, but because Jesus said you can do it. And your whole thinking starts changing in life when you become the giver instead of the sucker of life all the time from everybody else. Amen? Is that helping anybody? That's how this whole thing works. We as Christians, we as Christians have to realize that song we just sang, the Holy Spirit that's in us is greater than any sickness, any disease, any fear, any threats, any negatives. The Holy Spirit is greater. Amen. He's more than the equalizer. The one in us is the conqueror. And so we're more than conquerors in him. You know, I, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a preacher that, that I like puts up, as a matter of fact, I was reading a book today, and he did part of the foreword. And then at the same time, when I saw I put a post on Instagram today, he said, they'll be able to look us up in the phone book, conquerors more than. <laughs> That's Romans, Romans 8, 37. We are more than a conqueror. That's who we are. So 1 Timothy 6, 12 says this, fight the good fight of politics. Fight against the fake news. Fight against everybody doesn't agree with you. No, he says fight the good fight of faith. I like what Brother Hagin always said. The Bible only tells us one fight to fight, the faith fight. And Brother Hagin always said there wouldn't be a fight unless there was enemies. And so there's enemies to your faith. And number one enemy is lack of knowledge. You don't know what belongs to you. Then another enemy is laziness. You don't want to get into the Word of God. You know, I, I, I boy, I, <laughs> you know, you hit buddy trails, but you see people's faces, you want to help them. How come it is that you can be so tired that you're going to read your Bible at 9 o'clock at night, so tired that I'm going to read at 9, you get so sleepy? And you go to bed, and you pick up the iPhone, and start lead, reading the goofball stuff. An hour later, you're not sleepy anymore. You're not tired anymore. And then you get done two hours later and think, what did I just read? Nothing but bad, 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 nothing, 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 negative, negative, negative. What did it help? Anything like that? Well, that's because the devil is not going to hinder you from getting trashed up. He's going to aid you in trashing up your mind. But if you open up your Bible, start to read it, all of a sudden, I just can't keep my eyes open. I don't know what's wrong. Wow, I've had it open for 30 seconds, and all of a sudden I'm just, i got to sleep. we got to start recognizing his tricks and what's going on. We've got to start taking authority over the flesh and make wise choices about what we're going to do with our time. Amen. You know, if, 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 you're, if, you're, if your Bible time is 9 o'clock at night and has failed 99 out of 100 times to be able to be successful at it, then don't be the fool, keep on trying the same thing, make an adjustment. Change something somewhere, do you find a way that works? Because if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, you've got to have some faith. Amen. And so it says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereto they are also called, as confessed a good confession before many witnesses. And so tonight we're going to look at this area of faith concerning divine healing. And so Jesus, now listen, what I'm saying, Jesus has provided, as the New Testament very clearly explains to us, 
everything we need to know to live a victorious Christian life. And healing is right at the top of that list. Christians can't do much for Jesus compared to what they could do if they were if they're sick, if, if, if they were well. Well, Christians function better. They think better. Has anybody ever been on medication that clouds your mind up where you don't think clear? Your mind's fuzzy, you're befuddled, you're dizzy, you're messed up, and you get off the medicine, and all of a sudden you can think again. You think, wow, I didn't know how messed up my head was till I got off that stuff. Man, I can think again. God does not want you drugged up. And you know what I'm talking because I know that things get twisted and things like that. There's no way, shape, or form you heard me say, don't go to a doctor, don't take medicine. I didn't say that. Doctors and medicine can keep Christians alive till they get a hold of what belongs to them in the Word of God. And then doctors and medicine will confirm that you're healed as the healing anointing begins to change your body. Things happen, and they'll confirm it. But the thing is, you got to do what you got to do to stay alive long enough to think clear enough till you get healed. But I know that back when I went through the horrible cancer stuff a few years ago, I'll tell you one thing I didn't do. I didn't lay my Bible down. I couldn't read it very much, but I kept it in my lap. I kept it open. I kept looking at it. And in spite of the cancer and the drugs and the chemo and all that kind of stuff there, I did not forsake my Bible. I said, Lord, I'm going to keep my nose in this. I'm going to do all I can to get myself fired back up, charged back up, get that anointing working in my life. And praise God I got it. And so I'm just saying, as Christians, if you're going to fight the good fight of faith, you've got to be a person of the word. Amen. And again, since we're out there on the social media stuff, did not say, don't go to doctors, don't take your medicine. On the contrary, said, go to your doctors, take your medicine, but put the word of God first. Amen. And so as we look at this here, the, the New Testament tells us what Jesus already paid for. If by his stripes we were healed, we are. If you lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus, they recover because Jesus said it, then they do. James 5.14 says, Call for the elders of the church if you're sick. Let them anoint you of all the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. That's Bible. That belongs to us as Christians. That's ours. And so anyway, tonight we're going to really look at how to receive and how to keep. But notice he says, Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. <laughs> a good fight is not just a fight that you fight good and lose. It's good to fight a good fight, but it's not really a good fight, the category of good, unless you fight it and you win. That's a good fight when you win the fight. If you're fighting cancer, you better fight it with faith. You don't fight cancer, use the good fight of faith and let the faith fight the cancer. Or whatever it is you're dealing with, and then when you get the good news report from the doctors that it's all gone, then you fought a good fight. Amen. And you know, I'm not at all putting down anybody at all. I said, oh man, there they lay in the casket or got the little flower pot up there with the ashes or whatever it is. I say, man, they, they were fighters. Well, yeah, they were fighters, but it would have been a gooder fight if they'd have won. Amen. And I want to say it again, I'm not putting down anybody. I'm just telling you, God wants us to live long and live strong. God wants parents to be able to see their kids grow up. And then he wants those parents as they're growing to become grandparents to see their grandkids grow up and be a part of this life for a while. He wants us to live long and live strong. And that's what we're talking about tonight, the Word of God. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. And so a good fight is a fight you win. And so I, I, I think about 
the faith part of it. And because I'm not going to get real deep in a lot of things that we've taught over and over again because it's Wednesday night and time's short. And if you don't have these things written down, then write these three things down. I've taught this for years and years. There's three primary ingredients to faith. If you're going to be a person of faith, there's three primary ingredients, absolute necessities. Number one, Romans 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And you don't even think about cars. Cars runneth on gasoline, the gasoline runs the car. If you run the car out of gas, you have no gas, you go nowhere. Just because you filled up with faith last month doesn't mean you have faith this month. You're using your faith all the time. You have to keep on filling up. And so the number one ingredient of faith at the very top of the list, you have to be a person that sits under the Word of God. You read the Word of God. You study the Word of God yourself. You have to do that. Come to church with this study yourself. Faith cometh by hearing. The number two ingredient of faith is Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, we speak and we have whatsoever we sayeth. And continually, continually, continually in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when you saw Jesus minister to sick people all the time, he'd say things like, what do you want me to do? What is it you need? What do you want? And then would they say, Jesus, I want to walk. Jesus, I want to see. He'd say, okay, according to your faith, be it done unto you, you're going to have what you say. Number two ingredient of faith is you have to speak it. You have to say it. You have to speak your faith. And then number three ingredient, James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. You have to act, act on the word. You have to do something with what you're hearing. And so, you know, if you're, if you're confessing and believing that I'm going to have my pastor pray the prayer of faith over me and anoint me with oil, well, don't just, don't just read it and say it. Come to church. Come up and say, Pastor, I want you to anoint me with oil and pray the prayer of faith over me. You've got to act on it. And so you receive when you act. So you've got to hear it. You've got to speak it. And then you've got to act on it. And so that, that, that's the primary ingredients of faith. And uh, then he says next, you fight the good fight of faith, you lay hold on eternal life. Where, you, where you're called and you confess a good confession. And so a lot of people don't see what all's in this verse right here. This, this could really be a, a Bible study course, lay hold on eternal life. Eternal life in this verse right here, it's not just talking about the new birth. That's the beginning of eternal life, is receiving eternal life in your spirit. But eternal life there, that life comes from the Greek word Z-O-E, as pronounced Zoe. Zoe. And that Zoe means the God kind of life. And another, another way we say that, it's a quality of life. And so we get born again, and then we've got to reach out and begin to grab the God kind of life, the quality of life God has. That means a sound mind. That means healing in our body. That means everything that God has that Jesus said to pray about in the Lord's Prayer. He said, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I will guarantee you nobody in heaven has Alzheimer's. Nobody in heaven has COVID. They might have got there by dying from it, but they don't have it. There's no COVID in heaven. There's, there's no mental deficiencies in heaven. There's no strife in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. And so we lay hold on Zoe, the God kind of life, the quality of life on earth. How do we lay hold on it? By faith. We hear what the Bible says about whatever area of life it is. Marriages, children, jobs, sickness, 
Whatever it is, we lay hold of what the Bible says about that by faith. And then it says, as confessed a good confession. Confessed a good confession. That's when we speak out what the Bible says. And if you don't know what the Bible says, you're not going to have what the Bible says. And you know, I, somebody was preaching the other day, I can't remember what it might have been, David talk, Pastor Dave talking about me there, or what I'm like that, talking about spillover blessings. You know, you can't, you can't but help getting a spiritual smorgasbord like this place is, gets a spillover blessing. It just falls on you because it's in the atmosphere here. But if you want all the blessing God has, you're the one yourself has to learn how to cook the stew. Amen. And then you need, you need to be the first one to eat it. You know, matter of fact, on our uh, men's meeting in February, I'm going I'm I'm to teach in the men's meeting, and I was talking to Pastor Dave about what I want to teach on. I want to teach from the book of Joshua about the men being the leaders of their tribes. If you know the book, book of Joshua, there was 12 tribes, and Joshua had a leader of each tribe. It said, God said, have these leaders take the tribes into the promised land. Well, we as men are the leaders of our family. That's our tribe. And the promised land is what God promises in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. We as the spiritual leaders of our home have to do what those spies did in Joshua and in Deuteronomy. We got to spy out the New Testament, see what's in there, how good it is. And then we've got to go in, and there were giants in the land when those guys went in. Ten of them got scared. They ran back. They didn't get to go in. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, we're going in. Said, yeah. Said, those giants are bigger, they're bad, but God's bigger and he's better. And we're going in with him. And so we as men have got to learn what's there and then know how to use our faith to go in and get it. And I praise God. I look at Pastor David example. I found out when he was three and a half years old what was there for, for, for his healing. And guess what he does now? He's leading his tribe in and lots of other people. And so we have to know what it is we've got but how to teach somebody else how to get it. So men, make sure you come. And wives, whatever you do, get those men out in February. We're going to really uh, raise them up good to be able to take you and your family into where God wants you to go. And so lay hold of eternal life. Uh, that quality of life comes by not only knowing but that confession of faith. He said you confessed a good confession before many witnesses. And so just as we confess our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we've got to lay hold of healing verses, healing passages. We've got to continually confess what God's Word says in spite of contradictory circumstances. Does anybody remember when Jesus was raised from the dead, he came in and saw the disciples in the upper room, said he walked right through the door, didn't open the door? And the guys were all there except Thomas. And so they told Thomas later, said, Jesus was here, we saw him. And Thomas said, I won't believe it until I see it. And so Jesus told Thomas, said, said, you don't have any faith. He said, blessed are they which believe without seeing it. And you've got to take that area of healing. You've got to get this thing down that no matter what is going on around you, and I want to say this statement again, I say it all the time, faith doesn't deny things, faith changes things. You go to the doctor, and the doctor gives you a diagnosis. You don't say, oh, that's stupid. Doctor, what do they know? But what are you spending all your money and your time going through? If that's what you think. You went there so the doctor would tell you what's wrong. Now you call them stupid. They don't know anything. They go there. They helped you pinpoint the problem in your life. So then you do what they say to do. 
And then you take your faith, you begin to speak the word of God over your life. They told you what the problem was. If they said you got X, Y, and Z, say, glory to God, X, Y, Z is a curse. It's got to get out of me. Word of God says, by Jesus' stripes I was healed. And so by Jesus' stripes I was healed. I'm going to go in for that treatment and all the time that needle's in my arm or whatever they're doing to you. You say, glory to God, I want to thank you, Jesus. Do what they know, but I know something they don't know. I know that you're right here in the midst of them. And Jesus, I know that you said in Matthew 8, 17, you already took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Lord, you said with the prayer of faith was prayed over me that you heal the sick. I want to thank you that day that the elders of my church prayed over me, Lord, that day your mighty power began to work in my body. Lord, I might be sitting here getting this, but I know one thing, Lord, this can't do what you're doing right now, and I want to thank you for that. And you stumble out of there, and you fumble out of there, and you feel like you're like that, but your heart, in your heart, you got his word hidden in your heart. You're speaking that word out of your mouth. That's confession. That's confessing. That's fighting the good fight of faith no matter what's going on. And remember, faith does deny things. Faith changes it. You know, that may be in your body today, but it can't stay. If you're fighting the good fight of faith, we're talking about how to receive and then how to keep what God's given you. And see, so you've got to continually say what the Word of God says. You know, that this works for your marriage. It works for raising kids. This works for finances. This works for getting a better job. It works for everything in life. You've got to find out what the Bible says. Then you stick with it. And that's the only way to fight the good fight of faith. You got to hear it. You got to speak it. Then you got to act on it. And then the same, same way, that's how you keep it. You know, just because you got healed doesn't mean Satan said, okay, uh, Pastor Dave got his three and a half years old. I guess I'll never bother him again. You know, his, dad, his dad's faith got him healed. I'll never bother him again. No, Pastor Dave had to grow up and get his own faith. And just because me and Dylan, Dave, some of us in here got healed for some pretty serious stuff. That doesn't mean the fight's over. If we don't stay doing what we did to get it, we could lose it. So I want to say that again. In the healing arena, if you don't keep doing what you did to get it, then you can lose it. Fight the good fight of faith is something we do till the day we go to heaven. If you go to heaven at 90 years old, you better be fighting the good fight of faith till you're 90 or you might be feeble for a long time before you get there. Amen. We want to do this thing right. So I want you to look then at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. And you know, we're studying the book of Proverbs this month. And I, I, I start off every January for our Bible thing we do for the church doing Proverbs because it's got 31, 31 chapters and 31 days in January. So I love, I love the book of Proverbs. Some of those chapters are my favorites, but for the area of healing, this verse 20 through 22 in chapter 4 is some of my favorite Proverbs in the area of healing. Now I want you to see this. It says, My son, or my daughter, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Do you remember when Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear? And then the book of Revelations, He said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Well, right now, guess what you're doing and you that are watching out there on the internet, guess what you're doing? You're attending to God's words right now. And so number one, you're getting in position to receive if you need it. You're getting in position to get strengthened in the area of healing as you listen to this because you're doing what God said. You've got to be in position. Attend to my words. 
incline thine ear unto my sayings. And what that means is more than having a physical ear. Jesus said, he that hath an ear, let him hear. In your heart, you've got to always be tenderhearted. You've got to always be up and say, Jesus, is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything I'm doing to hinder this? Lord, is there anything that I've grieved you off my life, Lord? Is there anybody I need to get things right with? Lord, is there anything at all you want me to do, Jesus? I want to be in position to receive all you've got for me. You've got to have a tender heart. And then it's got to be, if you're paying attention and you're inclining your ear, you've got your ear open, you say, Jesus, you said, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Lord, I know because of my religious background, things I've heard or things I've heard said, if there's anything that I've ever heard taught that wasn't right with the Bible, anything I've ever heard, Jesus, got my thinking befuddled, then, Lord, I want to tell you right now, I'm listening with my heart. Lord, I know you live in my heart, not my head. And so, Jesus, is there any wrong thinking in my head? I want to thank you in my heart right now that my ears are open. Show me, and I'll change how I believe things, Lord, if I believe in wrong. Amen? Because we know faith works. And so because faith always works and you're believing the best you know, if something not happened, maybe you're believing wrong because you've been taught wrong. That's just something to think about, isn't it? Faith does work. And so anyway, it says then, verse 21, Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them midst of thine heart. Now here's what I want you to see, and we're going we're to wrap up on and, and, and chew on this verse for a while. For they, God's words, are life unto those that find them. Those that find them. You've got to find out what's in the Bible about healing. It says those that find them. And look at this. And health to all their flesh. Health to all their flesh. And in, in the Hebrew it says medicine to all their flesh. And so God's word, another translation says, is healing to all their flesh. So when you get serious about the word, and God's word gets in your heart, it says it's healing and medicine to all your flesh. <coughs> Excuse me. And so that means our entire physical body. Your flesh isn't just your skin. That's talking about your physical body. That's talking about all your internal organs. That's talking about your, your, uh, your blood, your skin, your bones. Everything that has anything to do with this body you live in, it says his word is medicine to all that. And so like a prescription from a doctor, you've got to take God's medicine. According to the directions. According to the directions. And so what I like to do, the way I take God's medicine, I've done this all my Christian life. The way I take God's medicine is this. Psalms 1, I'm not going to go there because of time. Psalms 1 is up in verse 2 saying that his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, his word, doth he meditate day and night. Does he meditate? And meditate... Doesn't mean the old goofy stuff we used to see back. Well, maybe you didn't see it because a lot of you aren't that old. But they used to have a lot of goofy people called hippies. Yeah, they'd just sit around doing, ooh, doing all kinds of weird stuff all the time. Just the, they called it groovy. They were being groovy, just smoking dope and just sitting around. So what are you doing? We're meditating. No, they're not. They're playing with demons. So meditate from the Hebrew says to actively recite God's word. It says to speak God's word out loud over and over to speak God's word. To meditate the word day and night means you're speaking it day and night. And how does faith come? Who do you hear the most in life? Yourself. And so if you're speaking the word of God all the time, what are you doing all the time? You're speaking the word of God. Faith is getting stirred up in your heart. 
faith is growing as you're speaking it. You're meditating the word day and night. And what is God's word? Medicine. So how do you take God's medicine? You speak it. You got to keep on speaking the word of God. By his stripes I was healed. By his stripes I was healed. And you know what happens? One day your body says, hey, wait a minute. Sick, you got to go because spirit man's saying you're healed. So you got to be healed because he's speaking God's word. That's God's medicine. That medicine gets into your body and all of a sudden cells start changing. Blood counts change. Lungs begin to change. Women that couldn't have babies, all of a sudden things change. They can have babies. Things start happening when the word of God begins to work because you're taking God's medicine and says it's healing and it's medicine to all your flesh. You know, you think about medicine from the doctor. I mean, everybody knows how expensive that stupid stuff is now unless you get a deal. Man, why would you go out and spend big bucks for a medicine bottle and then bring it home, stick it on top of your dresser, go in and watch some goofy, stupid show till midnight and leave the medicine laying there on the dresser? Well, you know, that's how some Christians do. But anyway, the way I, the way, the way I take God's medicine, I start off with Exodus 15, 26, and that's probably about the only verse I'll look at on healing tonight because we showed you the ways to get it. But look at Exodus 15, 26. And probably Exodus 15, 26 is a verse I've looked at more for the last year than any other verses in the Bible for healing. Because I started reading Exodus 15, 26, and I camp out there and don't go any further because it tells me everything I need to know about my healing. And Exodus 15, 26 is in the Old Testament but the good things for God's people carry through from the old to the new. Exodus fifteen twenty six, and I, I read this probably every probably every morning. I read this verse. It says, and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. And when I read that first phrase right there, the first thing I think of is there's two ways that we hear the voice of God. Number one, the Holy Spirit in our spirit talks to us. He shows us things. Then number two, the word of God is God talking to us. And so it says, hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. That means that we need to keep ourselves clean so he can talk to us plain. And so if we're hearkening to the voice of the Lord our God, we're listening to what he says to do. And, you know, it was like the COVID vaccine thing. This thing came out at the start of last year. I, this for all the stupid anti-vaxxers and vaxxers, all the, all the strife started. Me and Mrs. Pastor, it was new. I did what we told everybody else to. I said, I can't tell you take it or don't take it. I don't know what we're doing. We're going to pray about it. Then we're going to talk to our doctors. We trust our doctor. We're going to pray. We're going to talk to our doctor. So we talked to our doctor. He told us the same thing we both knew. We're older. This for the government made a big deal about it. He said, we're older. We've been, we've been through health things. Our doctor says he really advises we get it. In our hearts, we knew it too. So we hearkened to the voice of the Lord our God. We went down and got COVID shots. And I'm glad we did. But the thing is, if somebody does it, that's between them and God. It's nobody else's business. People do what they're going to do. But I'm telling you about healing. Exodus 15, 26 is a powerful verse. And so we've got to be Christians that are open to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And then he says, and we'll do that which is right in his sight. Well, I'll tell you what, I've seen so many verses the last few months about how God's watching wanting to help us and things he's doing. Do that which is right in his sight. 
you know, I, I preached last Wednesday night about the annals of heaven, that God's got new books. We closed out the one on 2021, started one in 2022. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many other people got blessed by what I taught last Wednesday night, but I, it changed my life. Every day when I get up, I say, Lord, this is day five. I'm going to make sure I got a good book. I want to make sure there's things in my book is good. I don't know I'm the one that's controlling what's in my book for 2022. I go to bed at nighttime. I lay down in bed, but I do my little prayer before I go to sleep and talking to Jesus. I say, Jesus, got four days and I don't see anything that I missed it on. And I'm not paranoid, but I realize that he says he's keeping books. I want a good book. I said, Lord, I want to thank you. So it says, do that which is right in his sight. And he's talking about some requirements to walk in his best for healing. Said, and will give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes. And then he says, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. And just, not, can't go for her, but just Brother Hagin and other people that I really trust that know the Hebrew stuff, and really went into that. God did not put anything on the Egyptians. He didn't bring anything on. He says what that means in the Hebrew, it says I permitted things. He says, I won't permit these things on you that was permitted on them because I'm the one that heals. I'm not the one that kills. And so the thing is, God will permit you to do anything you want to do. If you want to come to church tonight and drive 120 miles an hour on the interstate and you crash up, God didn't bring that on you. He permitted you to do it. He didn't stop you because you got your free will. You could do what you want to do. And if something bad comes out of some wrong things you did, God didn't do it. He didn't permit it because he permits people to exercise their free will, how they live their lives. And so God said, I will permit, permit none of these diseases upon you, which permit upon the Egyptians. He said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And I remember when I was teaching this 37 years ago in healing school, all of a sudden it jumped out of me. He didn't say, I'm the, one, I'm the Lord that killeth thee. I'm the one that healeth thee. So I always write right beside that verse, he's not the God that killeth me. He's the God that healeth me. And so we as Christians need to take that medicine. So I started off at Exodus 15, 26 when I was taking my medicine. And I ended up at 3 John 2. That's what the end of the Bible says. Above all things, I want you to prosper and be in health. And so there are lots of verses in between. So I take that medicine. And by the time I get through taking my medicine, I'm pretty high. I'm pretty high. Amen. I'm high on healing. I'm high on God. I'm high on life because I got filled up with God's medicine, and God's medicine is healing, and it's medicine to all my flesh. Amen? And so that is how you receive. That's how you keep your healing. Don't be spiritually lazy. Be a serious person about healing. And I'll tell you what, we can be the healthiest church there is in California. Amen. Well, let's stand up. Pastor Dave, you want to take over? I'll keep on going. I'll keep on going. Praise God. Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody take a break. Get back. We'll start again in 15 minutes. <laughs> Amen. I'll tell you what. Let, let, let's do make a confession as Pastor Dave's getting ready to tell you whatever he's got to tell you. Let's just make this. Let's close our eyes. And let's go into our prayer closet. Now, I'm just going to leave you in a Bible faith confession. But just, you know, you're hooked up with the word. Just say this. Say, Father, I want to thank you. That Jesus, that Jesus took my sins, took my sins and, he took my and He took my sicknesses. 
And just as I resist sin, in the name of Jesus, I choose to resist sickness, in the name of Jesus. Satan, you're not going to tempt me to get in sin again. And you're not going to put sickness on me again. I resist you in Jesus' name. And the Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees from me. And Father, I just want to thank you and praise you. I'm born again. I believe in my heart. And I say with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Died for my sins. Raised from the dead. And also, Father, I want to thank you that Jesus is my healer. He took wounds on his back. So by his stripes, I could be healed. And I am healed. And every day, I'm going to learn more about healing. I'm going to talk more about healing than I do COVID or sore throats, or coughing, or fevers, or anything else. People want to get me into that conversation. I'm just going to say, as for me and my house, we will walk in divine healing and health. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, woo! You ready for the... Okay, does anybody need prayer? I forgot we still do the altar calls. Got so used to not doing that before. If you need hands laid on you, we got anointing. And I'll tell you what, the anointing will remove the burden and destroy the yoke and set you free. So if you need it, we got it. When you make mountains move, you make giants fall, you use songs of praise. To shake prison walls I will speak to my fear I will preach to my doubt That you were faithful then And you'll be faithful now Cause you make mountains move You make giants fall you use songs of praise to shake prison walls. I will speak to my fear. I will preach to my doubt that you were faithful then. You'll be faithful now. And I know that I know you never fail. And I know that I know you never will. Yes, I know that I know you never fail. Oh, yes, I know that I know you never will. You make mountains move. You make giants fall. You use songs of praise to shake prison walls. Now I will speak to my fear. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How many know the theme verse for 2022? Joshua 24:15. And what does it say? As for me and my house, we will serve who? The Lord. Not money. Not everything else. We'll serve the Lord. And when we serve the Lord, we're putting the kingdom first. When the kingdom's first, the king puts us first. And that's what we want. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, don't forget, Pastor Dave's teaching on Sunday mornings that series about family. And uh, I know it's been coming out of my heart for, for a month or two also. The same thing he said, 2022 is the year of the family. Amen. Every year ought to be. But, you know, if there's one thing Satan hates, it's a family has a dad and mom that's married, that the family's intact. The dad and mom go to church. Kids go to church. And they lead the family in the things of God. And so that's why there's been an attack. We can fight the good fight of faith for our families. And our families never have to lose in life like some of us did when we were younger. Amen. Amen. So that's Sunday mornings. Well, let's make, let's make our, our confession over Barstow now. And we are going to see good things continue to happen in Barstow. Are we ready? We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Huh.